On this episode of Tez Podagogy, my guest is Samantha Johnson, Professor in the Department of Health Sciences at the University of Leicester. Today our topic is children born preterm. Should schools know if a child was born preterm? If so, how much? If not, why? And the potential effect being born preterm may have on a child. Samantha, thanks for joining me. Hi John, thank you. Uh, so I guess the first question really is, what do we mean by preterm? I mean, what, what's the medical classification? What's the classification in the research? And are there grey areas around it? Well, we know, obviously, a full-term pregnancy will last around 40 weeks of gestation. So all preterm babies are classified as those that are born before 37 weeks of gestation. And in the UK, that's about 8% of all births, or 8% of all babies are born preterm. Um, and among those, that's quite a, a wide spectrum of preterm births. So among those, most preterm babies will be born just a few weeks early at, say, 32 to 36 weeks of gestation. And we'd refer to those as being born late or moderately preterm. And they're the biggest proportion of all preterm births. But amongst all preterm births, there's a smaller subgroup of babies who were born very preterm, who were born before 32 weeks of gestation. And they're around about 1% to 2% of all births, so a fairly small group. Um, and amongst those, again, there's a group who are babies who were born extremely preterm, who were born before 28 weeks of gestation. And that's just over really um, half, some of them halfway through a full-term pregnancy. Um, so this can have quite some significant impacts later on in life. Is that group of uh, babies born extremely preterm getting um, more common in the sense that the, the sort of perception is that science has got to a point now where survival, uh, when a child is born before, say, 32 weeks, then 28 weeks, there's this, there's this feeling that we're getting ever children surviving at ever younger, well, ever more preterm stages. Yes, yeah, so we know that the overall the rates of preterm birth are increasing, um, and that may, may largely be due to increases in the proportions of babies born late or moderately preterm. But overall, at the same time, the survival rates for babies born extremely preterm at 22 and 23 weeks of gestation are increasing as well, which means there's more of these babies um, in total numbers entering society year on year. And is that, um, I mean, is there, is there a common sort of uh, post-birth pathway for these children? Do, do, you know, if you have a baby preterm, are they always going to end up in, in a specialist unit? Uh, are they always going to have the same sorts of problems or, or, you know, the initial problems which need to be treated? Or are we talking quite a diverse set of, uh, set of circumstances here? So most babies, I think, in fact, like all babies born very preterm will be admitted to a neonatal intensive care unit where they'll have uh, medical care in the first few weeks or maybe months of life, depending on how long they'll stay. And then the earliest babies sort of born um, very preterm might be followed up until around about two years of age. Um, up till now, there's been quite a variation in the follow-up that's been developmental follow-up that's been offered to these children. But in 2017, NICE, produced the first national guideline recommending what should happen to these babies in terms of follow-up and certainly the most very preterm born less than 30 weeks gestation would hopefully be followed up to two years of age. It's quite surprising isn't it that you know this is not that newer phenomenon but those guidelines are does it seem quite late in coming or is that just a nation notion uh, is that just the nature sorry of, of, of how health works? Well I think we uh, 
evidence has just been accumulating more and more over recent years since these babies survive in greater numbers and also as follow-up has become the follow-up studies have become much more prevalent we know so much more about these babies and the long-term risk for difficulties later in childhood so I think it, you know, it is the right time. We know much more about what kinds of difficulties the children might have, so what, what we know to look out for. Um, so I think the natural progression has been to begin to develop national guidelines, and certainly I think in other countries national guidelines are starting to be developed as well. Mm. And if we, if we go on then to talk about the potential impact on, on a child's development of being born preterm, uh, I guess the first thing to say is that we have to be very cautious about generalizations around the impact on developmental pathways yeah absolutely I think every child is different uh, born preterm or not preterm we know uh, particularly as parents that every child is different and every child will have their own strengths and weaknesses so the information that we have about outcomes for babies born preterm are based on cohort studies or groups of children and often group averages, but it's important to know, as you've just suggested, that actually within those, there will be some children who have very different outcomes. But that's not to say that we haven't begun to notice a particular pattern of, of outcomes for these children. Should we, view, should we view these as sort of risk factors then? Is that, is that the best way of, of, of describing them rather than um, a destiny or a, as such? But you know, if you have a child preterm or if, if perhaps later you teach a child who's born preterm, these are the sort of risk factors we should be keeping an, an eye out on. Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, over recent years, been talking more and more and giving presentations to education professionals um, and teachers about prematurity and how it might impact on children at school. And I'm really conscious every time to sort of always say that prematurity is a risk factor rather than a diagnosis for difficulties later in life. So we know that children born preterm are at risk for these difficulties, but not every child born preterm will go on to have difficulties later in life. We do know that the earlier a child is born, so the more preterm a baby is born, the greater the risk for those difficulties. But um, within that, you know, you may have some babies born at 23 weeks of gestation who go on to have no difficulties long term, and some born just a few weeks early that do. And so what sort of difficulties are, are you noticing in the data that are consistent with a, a preterm birth? And I guess a secondary question, is how do you distinguish those from, say, a normal de well, developmental issues that were associated with different risk factors? Okay, so what we know about um, outcomes of prematurity is largely from these uh, birth cohort studies that have been conducted. And we're starting to see what's emerging as a, a real clear pattern of potential difficulties these children might have and this is what we call now, or refer to as the preterm phenotype. Um, and this, so uh, on average, we would say that children born preterm are at risk for cognitive difficulties in childhood, so having low scores on IQ tests, for example. Um, and we also know that specific cognitive deficits are also associated with preterm birth, so in particular, having poor working memory. Um, uh, visuospatial difficulties, so eye-hand coordination difficulties and slow processing speed, um, and also some deficits in executive functions, which I believe my colleague Lucy Cragg um, spoke mm. to you about in a podcast mm. uh, recently. But we also know alongside that, as part of this phenotype or profile of problems, 
Um, children born preterm are also at increased risk for attention difficulties, so particularly having inattention, for social and, and emotional difficulties, so difficulties interacting with peers and sort of maintaining and, and forming friendships, and also internalising difficulties such as anxiety, uh, being shy or withdrawn. Um, and often those things are not there in isolation for particular children, but the children may have a more a, a number of these difficulties um, that sort of co-occur. Um, interestingly, if we think about behavioural, social and emotional outcomes, what we tend not to see as part of this uh, preterm uh, pattern of outcomes is that there's no increased risk for these children having sort of externalising behaviour problems compared to children who were born at term. So in the literature, we don't see that the, as, as groups of children born preterm don't, have, don't tend to have an increased risk for conduct, conduct problems or being aggressive um, or defiant or, or antisocial. Um, so if you, if you sort of pull that together and how it might appear in the classroom, it's that these children tend to have cognitive difficulties that might impact on their learning. Um, they may be the child in the classroom who's quite withdrawn socially, not finding it easy to make friends, struggling to focus, having attention difficulties, but they don't tend to be the children who are disruptive or aggressive. And for that reason, we think that perhaps these children may not come to the teacher's attention as having um, difficulties or needing support in the way other children might with special educational needs. Do, do we know why uh, those difficulties present? I mean, I, I, can we distinguish between a problem with being born preterm and the family social reaction to a, a child that's born preterm in terms of it's not genetic I know it's not a genetic uh, versus um, environmental distinction but perhaps a, a developmental problem from being born early versus how a parent or a family may treat that child in terms of shyness or cautiousness that sort of stuff yeah I mean we we don't know exactly the specific cause of these difficulties or what the specific developmental pathway is. So it's likely to be multifactorial and involve both biological and social factors or environmental factors. So probably the most important factors are neurodevelopmental immaturity at birth, so how well developed the brain is, um, the baby's brain is at birth. And that's why we see the relationship between being born earlier and the higher risk for problems later in life and then altered brain development after preterm birth. Um, but on top of that, there's also, of course, the same factors that influence development in preterm children as they do in the general population. So social environment, economic environment, sort of family environment, parenting, parental mental health, all of those things will also impact on a child's outcome after preterm birth. So it's likely to be an interplay of multiple um, factors contributing to development. Because I mean, I guess one example might be why a, a child may be more reserved or timid, or, or perhaps go the other way and be more outward-seeking, is that they're likely, I guess, to be one of the smallest children in in their in their in their age group, and perhaps referred to as such because the difference might be quite marked, or parents may parent slightly differently because the child has been through a, what can be a very early traumatic experience. Is is that is that fair to say? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely. It can be really traumatic. And I think we know that there's an increase in sort of parental anxiety or mental health problems after, extre- you know, extremely preterm birth compared to a full-term one. And all of these kinds of factors will sort of interweave to impact on children's development across different domains. Yeah. And I, I guess we should always also look at the other side of this, that it, it's entirely possible there, there, are, there are no neurodevelopmental issues and that uh, I'm sure, you know, the, the the social factors can also be either controlled or, or mitigated? Um, I guess it depends how early you're born. So the babies born extremely preterm um, are very immature at birth and that will affect yeah. sort of brain development after preterm birth. But we still know that amongst the extremely preterm children, the influence of, for example, socioeconomic status still influences outcomes in the long term. Wow. And um, we started to talk about before about the impact uh, when these children start school. How likely is it that any of these risk factors that come to fruition uh, come, are, are noticed before the age of four or five, uh, either through um, the developmental follow-ups you were talking about or when the child starts preschool or nursery? Can, are, are those issues being spotted as early as that? Yes, so we know from many studies that if you um, carry out developmental assessments of children at, say, the age of two years, there's already a significant difference in development between those born, say, very preterm and children born at term at the age of two using developmental tests. So some developmental delays are evident um, early on, on a group level. Again, I'll say these are sort of uh, ungrouped studies. So yes, we can already identify by the age of two, certainly, or, or even earlier, that as a group, very preterm children have poorer development um, than children born at term. And certainly, at least by entry to school, there's some interesting evidence from the Millennium Cohort Study by um, a professor called uh, Maria Quigley and her colleagues, who studied um, attainment at the early years foundation stage um, and related to gestational age at birth, and already... Um, the earlier a baby is born, you can see that on average they have um, there are they are more likely to have a poor outcome at early years foundation stage across all of the areas assessed compared with children born at full term so it 's certainly evident from two and, and, and on school entry and we did, um, my colleague Helen Amass wrote a feature uh, just last year where, where, where you were interviewed where we talked about this issue of whether a parent should tell a school that a child was born preterm or, or let these uh, potential issues be spotted and then and then you deal with it at that point because uh, as you say not every child is going to have these issues so I mean it's an interesting debate isn't it because some parents were saying well actually if there's a problem it'll be spotted and if there isn't one then why, why tell the school and other parents are saying well I'd like it to be in the mind of teachers and why do you think it's in important for teachers to know or, or not to know wh- whether a child was born preterm? So first of all, absolutely, the issue of whether to tell the school or not is, uh, is quite, um, I guess, a, a tricky issue and can actually differ widely between individual families and parents. So some of them, maybe half, want, would prefer the school to know that their child is born preterm and that they may have difficulties and um, know, know what to look out for. And there's some who really don't want the, the school to know. Perhaps they're doing absolutely fine, there's no difficulties evident, and they just don't want that birth history um, to be drawn to the attention of the school. 
personally, I think up till now, we uh, I think the information about preterm birth hasn't been routinely communicated to education professionals, certainly in the detail that, that we know in, in the medical research. Um, and that once we start to communicate that and teachers have a better idea of what being born preterm might mean, then it, it may be, become particularly useful to tell teachers about the child's birth history on entry to school so they may know what to look out for or may just be aware of it. And you've done some research in this area to know, you know where we are in terms of a, a knowledge base within the profession about, about preterm birth and I guess this would influence how far a parent would be willing to tell a school because if you're going to tell the school you'd expect you'd expect a certain level of monitoring and, and, and knowledge base around the reaction to that news if, if, a, if, an, if an issue was spotted but from your research it suggests that teachers actually don't know a lot about these areas. Yeah, so we carried out um, a survey in 2015 of uh, 585 uh, teachers in the UK and also the same survey amongst educational psychologists, so about 200 educational psychologists in the UK. And we were particularly interested for exactly the reasons that we've just been talking about, what do parents think, what do parents need, what, what's, what's the best thing to do to try and find out. We wanted to know what the kind of knowledge levels were like of teachers and education professionals. So we um, did a, an online survey and we asked teachers and educational psychologists to fill out um, a questionnaire called the preterm birth knowledge scale. And this is 33 statements about what are the likely outcomes for preterm babies uh, when they get to school age. And they have to say to each of these statements whether they're true, false or don't know. And then they get an overall score. Um, and the scores range sort of between 0 and 33. And overall, we found that um, the teachers had an average score of 15, so about 45% accuracy um, on this questionnaire. And educational psychologists slightly higher at 17. Um, but that's compared to sort of neonatal clinicians who routinely look after these children as babies. And their score was... Um, up at 26, so sort of 80% correct. So there's a really big difference between the knowledge levels of education professionals and the, the doctors and health professionals that routinely look after these children, not even at school age, the ones that look after them as babies. Mm. Um, mm. Interestingly, we found that the poorest areas of knowledge really related to teachers' understanding that after preterm birth, there's a risk for children having poor social skills for attention problems and mathematics difficulties, which are amongst the most common difficulties we see after preterm birth. So there was a, some concern, I think, that perhaps children might not be getting the support in the areas they need it the most. And, and interestingly, we asked the teachers whether they felt they'd had sufficient training about preterm birth, um, and only 16% said they'd received any training about preterm birth, and just 3% that said they'd received it as part of their initial teacher training. And over 90% felt that they really wanted more information about prematurity and its impact on children's development, which has sort of led us to develop a resource to try and, and improve teachers' knowledge. And we're talking about what, three or four children per class, potentially, who are born preterm, well, who, who meet the medical um, definition of being born preterm. Is, is that roughly right? 8% is so 
Yeah, it's about two to three children two in an three, average yeah. class size of, say, 30 children. So, And we also know from research that the vast majority of these children will go to mainstream schools. So even amongst the most extremely preterm babies born before 26 weeks of gestation, um, in a national study called Epicure, we've previously found that 13% of those will attend special schools. So the vast majority of these children are in mainstream school classes. And so, um, and actually in our survey, teachers really felt that the, the, well, they reported, a high number reported they felt that educational management for these children was the job of the classroom teacher. And do we know what's happening to these children who aren't perhaps identified as being born preterm or if they are, their uh, difficulties aren't being attributed to that? Are they, are they finding their way on to send registers with different diagnoses or, or unspecified diagnoses? Um, I think amongst these children there's a small proportion who have difficulties that are potentially severe enough to have a diagnosis. So there's um, uh, there's a higher proportion of children born very preterm who will have ADHD um, or a diagnosis of autism than children born at term. But they're a small proportion of the preterm population. And actually, there's many more of them who will, could have subtle difficulties in a number of areas, which, of course, if you've got subtle difficulties in quite a few areas, that can have quite a significant impact on their learning and performance at school. So, yes, there, is, there are a small proportion who will have diagnoses, but there, I guess there are many more who have difficulties that wouldn't reach a diagnostic threshold. And we do know that there's an increased rate of special educational needs amongst children um, who are born preterm. So we see the same as we do in terms of development. The, the earlier the gestational age at which a baby is born, the higher the prevalence of special educational needs. So we know, um, for example, there's about 1 in 20 children born at term um, have special educational needs from a study in Scotland, um, and about 1 in 12 children born later moderately preterm um, and that rises to children who are born extremely preterm, less than 26 weeks of gestation, to two in three children who have special educational needs. So this was a, our national study, again, called Epicure, in which at 11 years of age we assessed um, all the babies that were born extremely preterm in the UK and Ireland um, who agreed to take part at age 11, and we found that 62% um, of those children either attended special school or have special educational needs. So the, the extremely preterm children certainly have a much higher reliance on special educational support. It's interesting that the, the differences can be so subtle in the sense that a teacher uh, assessing a class, for example, may not actually realise anything is particularly um, proving difficult for that child, but actually that their expectations of that child are, are at that level of attainment or at that level of social behaviour, whereas with a little intervention, that that expectation, I mean, all teachers obviously strive for high expectations for every child, but faced with the reality, that they're, where they're pitching content or where they're pitching support may have to be slightly different, actually, but it might not be a, a need they have recognised. Yeah, and I think that's, that's potentially the difficulty at the moment is if, if teachers are not aware of the kinds of difficulties that children born preterm might have and don't even make that link with the child's birth history, um, those children 
may not be picked up in the classroom as having difficulties and potentially they could have attainment within the average range, for example, expected for their age, but their potential may be more with a little extra support. Um, so I think raising awareness of the issues that may be associated with being born preterm could potentially be beneficial. So I guess we do something similar with FSM, people premium, with, uh, you know, the reason we have people premium is because there are risk factors associated with those children who are, are um, who can receive people premium and it's not a deterministic uh, label if you like, but it's, uh, they may need some help, have we got it on our radar and I guess what you're talking about is maybe that preterm children are in included in that label. Um, I think I may not go as far as to say that all preterm children should have additional support because of course we know that with, even though there's an association between being born preterm and having some difficulties later in life, that with, that's from group studies within that group, some children will have absolutely no difficulties and some may have quite significant. So I think it's less about saying that every child born preterm needs an assessment or, or needs support. It's more about raising awareness amongst education professionals that these children might have difficulties and then they can use their knowledge and expertise to provide support where it's needed. But I do think we have to be um, mindful not to create the impression, as we mentioned earlier, that prematurity is a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It's more, it's just a risk factor for problems later in life. Do you think there's a, there's a similar problem to perhaps the people premium though, in that a teacher, once they know that a child is um, born preterm, that they sort of present a diagnosis when it might not be applicable or, or apply a diagnosis perhaps when it's not applicable in the sense of, oh, then their expectations may be slightly different or that they may try and intervene where no intervention is necessary. I, I guess it comes back to the knowledge question you were talking about earlier about how are we upskilling these teachers to not fall into those traps? Yeah, I think we have to be careful to, to make it really clear, again, that it, it is a risk factor and not every child will have difficulties and that, and that what, what we want to do by giving teachers the knowledge is to help them sort of signpost where the difficulties might be and then give them some strategies or maybe a toolkit that they can use with these children if they are having difficulties. Hopefully children with significant or severe um, difficulties will already um, be identified through the usual educational pathways. So potentially it's maybe the children who don't have a diagnosis and who don't have um, significant problems that a bit of extra support in the classroom might really impact on their outcomes. And you've developed a resource that hopefully is going to have a big impact in this area. Hopefully, <laughs> that's the <laughs> aim. Um, so we, working on the results of the study and thinking about how we can try and improve outcomes for children born preterm, the, the survey really highlighted to us the need for us as, as medical professionals, psychologists, we're a multidisciplinary team, but I speak for the profession really that we need to get this information out to teachers so that they, they are adequately equipped to do their job and support these children. Um, and we found from our survey that most teachers would like more information, but they would prefer it um, as online resources rather than a training course or printed information. So we've developed um, uh, an e-learning resource um, for education professionals about preterm birth. And this represents about one hour of learning. 
and it's made up of five different reusable learning objects or, or sections, as you, you might call them. Um, and it focuses on providing information, very much evidence-based from the current scientific literature, about what preterm birth is, so the key facts and figures that, that we discussed earlier, what educational outcomes are like for children born preterm, so special educational needs and attainment, um, with a particular focus on mathematics skills, as that's the area that these children are likely to have greatest difficulties with. We presented information about cognitive and motor development after preterm birth, about social and emotional difficulties that may be associated with preterm birth, and then crucially, there's a section at the end which um, provides strategies that teachers can use to support children in the classroom where they have the difficulties that are often associated with preterm birth. Um, so focusing on inattention, working memory difficulties, difficulties with processing speed or visuospatial processing, and, and then social and emotional difficulties. Um, we've tried to make it uh, as interactive as possible, so it's full of uh, audio files, uh, video files, animations, um, case studies, quizzes to check learning, those both kinds of activities. And just really to as well point out that we co-designed this with um, a group of 26 stakeholders who came along to a whole day where we got together to co-design what would be the content of this resource and that included parents of children who were born preterm, some young adults who themselves were born extremely preterm, now sort of in young adulthood, and teachers, teaching assistants, SENCOs, educational psychologists. So very much at the heart of it is teachers telling us what they wanted to know. Um, so this will be made freely available um, online, so we don't want any barriers to people being able to use this and access the information, so it, it will be freely available. Do you advocate uh, perhaps one teacher in a school clearing themselves up and then disseminating the information as needed, or is this a resource for a classroom teacher who may, uh, it may be brought to their attention that they have a child who's born preterm in their class for them to access, or a bit of, a bit of both? I think probably a bit of both, so anyone who's interested, but of course you may only be interested if you've encountered a child in your class who's born preterm, um, and that it would be particularly useful then, but I think it probably needs to be wider than that, in that if, if parents are not regularly communicating to schools that their child is born preterm, then gaining an awareness of what this means for children's development from this resource might hopefully help teachers to be able to spot those children who have difficulties, who may be born preterm, and that could potentially open up um, a dialogue with parents. But in addition, the strategies that are presented um, are really just evidence of uh, uh, strategies of good practice in the classroom, but also might be useful to other children who have, say, attention problems or working memory difficulties who were not born preterm. Um, but yet yeah, it will be available to access anybody who would like to use it. I mean that, I guess that's my follow-up question is that if you haven't told the school that your child is preterm or that uh, perhaps you perhaps you have but you're not fully aware of the potential difficulties that that might result is there a danger that the parents don't know all this information you're giving to the teachers and, and in that situation is the teacher the best play person to sort of relay that information or would you advise the teacher to say Oh, if your child's preterm, have you have you had a look on this 
this resource bank, uh, how would that relationship work if, if the parent, for whatever reason, wasn't fully aware of, of the potential issues? I think the children born very preterm have been followed up um, through uh, health services. They will have been conversations, hopefully, about potential long-term difficulties. I do uh, sympathise with your point about the fact that some parents might not be aware of long-term difficulties, particularly those who are born just a few weeks early. Um, mm -hmm. The resources is able to be used by parents, of course, and it might be that teachers um, are signposting parents to that. I think initially, if the child, if the parent has any, con sorry, the teacher has any concerns about the child, this might just help them address prematurity. Um, and for most children, they won't be under long-term care or won't have access to health services because they're born preterm. So more and more, it is falling to the job of the of the teacher mm. to provide the sort of first-line support for children who might have difficulties related to their preterm birth. So it's not necessary that the teacher then has to go and potentially uh, sit that parents down and say, your child is, is struggling in this area, we think it might be because they were born preterm, and then try and sort of relay some of that resource material. It might be stopping there in that conversation and saying, this website's actually really useful, you might want to have a look through, and sort of signposting it, if you like. Yeah, I guess it's the same for all children who a teacher spot may have difficulties in the classroom. They would approach, potentially approach parents and have a discussion about what those issues might be, what might be related to those, any thoughts about why those might occur, and just have that conversation with the parents. And, and if that comes up, prematurity might be one thing to, to consider um, discussing. Um, and in fact, our um, uh, we've evaluated the resource and one of the things we found that it did do was increase the proportion of teachers who felt that they might consider prematurity when they have a child who's struggling in the classroom. Now, so you've, uh, the, the resource has sort of been, we've been tested with a, with a group of teachers? Yes, yeah, so uh, we've, um, before we released the resource, we just wanted to evaluate it and find out whether it does actually improve uh, teachers' knowledge of prematurity, which is an essential first step to yeah. improving children's <laughs> outcomes. Um, so we were fortunate enough that we had um, 61 teachers from um, about eight primary schools um, who took part in the study and we asked them to fill out um, the preterm birth knowledge scale that I just mentioned earlier um, and then we asked them to fill this questionnaire out before using the resource and again after using the resource. So we wanted to see if using the resource over a period of up to 30 days or one month would improve their knowledge of preterm birth. Um, and we found there was a huge difference in knowledge levels before and after using the resource. So I'll come back to that average score was 13 out of 33 beforehand and afterwards it was 28. So there was a huge increase um, in knowledge levels. And interestingly, the areas where the biggest increase in knowledge we saw was about recognising that preterm birth might be related to an increased risk for maths difficulties as it, later in life social, having poor social skills and having attention problems, which were the three areas um, that are important outcomes for children born preterm and which we also previously found in our national survey that teachers really were not aware of. So that was particularly important. Um, we also showed that it really increased teachers' uh, conf confidence in supporting children born preterm in the classroom. So before using the resource, um, just 8% uh, 
of the teachers felt that they were adequately equipped to support the learning of children born preterm and afterwards it was 89%, so a huge increase. Mm -hmm. And again, 23% before they used the resource said they felt confident in supporting children born preterm and that rose to 93% afterwards. So we've shown it does improve knowledge of prematurity and outcomes and also improves teachers' confidence in supporting these children in the classroom. Um, we also asked them if they liked the resource as well, which of course is important. Yeah. Um, and over 90% said it held their interest, they enjoyed using it, it was pitched at the right level, um, the learning objectives were clear, and 97% said they'd recommend it to others. So that's um, very pleased with the, with the results of that. I bet it, sound, it sounds like an incredibly useful tool for, for teachers. And I guess it takes us back to uh, where we said that, you know, uh, if you're born preterm, the, these, these difficulties aren't a destiny. Is it fair to say then that also if these difficulties do present, be it very subtly, they're also not destined to have these impact their education for their whole childhood? I mean, does resource help teachers sort of mitigate or, or, or Im improve on those difficulties so that they're less a barrier to learning? So, well, that, that's our hope and that was our intention in developing the resource. What we were really keen on was that we didn't just give information about the many difficulties that children born preterm might have, but that in addition to that, we provided at the end of the resource some strategies that can be used in the classroom to support the development um, uh, or to support learning in these children. Um, and so there's, there's various strategies that are given about how to support children with working memory difficulties, for example, or difficulties with processing speed or attention that they can use in the classroom. And obviously this is for all children, not just for children who have severe difficulties. So the hope is that actually this gives them a starting point, a signposting where to look for potential difficulties and then uh, a toolkit to get them started of, of what they could do in the classroom. And I guess the, the final question then is if you're, if you're a parent of a child who's preterm or you're a teacher who's told that a child is preterm, is this something that we should be uh, firstly anxious about? Is it something that they should be hypervigilant towards or is this really just about incorporating it into your broader view of the child? I think it's about incorporating it into the broader view of the child for the very reason that we don't know if a child is born preterm exactly what their outcome will be. It is one factor to take into account when we are looking at the individual child, and but it could be a very useful and important piece of information. If a child is struggling or maybe not achieving their potential, it can signpost where the difficulties might be and give teachers that starting point of where to look. Consider working memory, processing speed, um, uh, uh, attention, social emotional difficulties, those kinds of things. So I think, and we know every child is different. Um, every child has different strengths and needs. And so it's about just raising prematurity as a potential um, factor to consider. Thank you very much, Sam. That's, that's been a fantastically interesting interview. And may I just also just mention Action Medical Research, who are the charity in the UK that have funded the development of the resource, which is, uh, we're very grateful for and has really enabled us to do this work. And we do hope, I think, in the future that this might really impact on children's performance at school. 
Thank, thank you. And the resource, we'll put a link to it in the accompanying notes to this to this podcast. Thank you very much. That'd be great. Thank you. Audi de vos rêves se trouve déjà près de chez vous. Choisissez le modèle qui vous fait rêver et profitez-en immédiatement. Audi s'engage aujourd'hui à vos côtés avec Audi pour vous. Un ensemble d'offres et de services pour vous aider à mieux repartir. En ce moment, jusqu'à 6 mois de loyer vous sont offerts sur une sélection de modèles disponibles en stock. Découvrez l'ensemble de nos engagements Audi pour vous sur Audi.fr. Offre jusqu'à 6 mois de loyer suivant le premier versement offert. Offre LLD à particulier jusqu'au 30 juin 2020 sur 37 mois et 25 000 km par an maximum sur une sélection de véhicules en stock et si acceptation par Volkswagen Bank. Détails sur Audi.fr.